Welp, stewardship, tithing, man. I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I was raised, my, my family was, my mom and daddy were really the only folks in my, my granny were the only folks in my family that really went to church. I was not raised unchurched per se, but I was raised in a family that, that the majority of my family did not or, or to this day do not go to church. My family outside of mom and daddy and granny were just not church people. So, uh, and, I, and, and mama and granny always tried to encourage the uncles and everyone to come to church. And it just, you know, that didn't always work. Didn't want to come. Um, so I, 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 had, I had some family members in particular that it was, it was just, I know how after doing ministry for several years now, how it works. You plan out your sermons. You know what you're going to preach on. And very rarely, I can count on one hand, the number of times in my ministry where God has told me on a Sunday, no. You're not preaching that text, you're preaching this. It doesn't happen often, it happens occasionally, but not often. So I know most preachers have thought through and prayed through and planned through what they're going to say, and then they're going to they preach it that Sunday. So I know that the preacher didn't do this on purpose, but I, I would have certain family members that every time they came to church, the sermon was on tithing. Like, I know, I know the preachers did not plan that, but it's just every time they came, they're on tithing. Say, so leave church and say, hmm. All that preacher ever cares about is money. Every time. So I guess that kind of that left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I don't like talking about money. Never have. Never will. I do it because as we just see, Jesus does. Um, but I never, I never have liked talking about tithing. Never have. Now I tithe. First check the Stoddard's right every month is our check to St. Matthew's. Before our mortgage, before any bills we pay, before our children's savings in college and before our retirement, the first check we write every month, that we actually still write checks, believe it or not, is um, it's to church for our tithe. Um, the po- what is the point of Christianity? of Christianity ultimately is to be made like God, to love God and love our neighbor, to be made in God's image ultimately, to, be, to have what, what happened in the original fall, and the fall was where sin entered in and it corrupted humanity. And the job, the, what God's purpose ever since the fall has been is to, is to be able to help us to recover that which the devil has stolen, recover that image. So then, we're supposed to be made like God. Well then, who is God? Great question. Glad you asked. John 3.16 to me still tells us who God is. For God so loved the world that he gave. God is a giver. As Corrine so beautifully put, thank you. If you don't think church matters, go talk to her after church and see if church matters. Thank you for that. And she said, God is a God that lavishes us with undeserved grace. He gives and gives and gives and gives. And then we've got to learn to accept. And that's hard. It's easy to accept something in your mind you've earned. It's a lot harder sometimes to accept something that you feel like you didn't earn. And grace is never earned. So God is a giver. That's who God is. That's who God is, and God is a giver. So, I'll tell you one of the reasons why I don't like preaching on tithing. 
First, I'm radically private. I'm, I'm just a private person. I'm the kind of guy, y'all know I'm in the hospital when I get out. I mean, that's just the way I'm wired. I just, that's how my mama is. That's how I am. Um, I don't like talking about your money. I mean, I don't like talking about, it's, it's your business. I don't like getting in your business. I've learned I reach my hand in your business. I'll draw back a nub. I mean, I don't like going there. But that said, y'all, another reason I don't like preaching on tithing. If Jesus Christ has your heart, he will have your wallet. Yep. I believe that with every fiber of my being. If Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, he'll be Lord of every area of your life, and he will not leave you alone till that happens. So, I believe in pointing you to Jesus because I believe that if you live your life under the authority of Jesus Christ and under the authority of his grace and under the authority of his mercy, there will not be a place in your life that he will leave you alone until he has it. So then, why do we give? Well, outside of the biblical command to give, we see it all across Scripture, the notion of tithing and the notion of giving. I, I think there are four reasons why we give specifically here at St. Matthew's. One is this, is that there are two things I believe in your life that will change you. Well, three things if you count, you know, the love of a husband or wife and child. But um, two spiritual things. Serving and giving. Both of those things call you to live beyond yourself in your comfort zone. See, there, there, there's a great, I, was, I was listening to a sermon the other night. I, I went to a camp meeting in Loosedale, and I heard the preacher there talk about when you read Moses going out to Midian. Uh, going, you know, he kills the, the, the Egyptian and runs out to the desert. And there he is in, in the desert, and he's tending Jethro's sheep. And it says this. It says that he was content. And y'all, sometimes we just get so comfortable in life, and that's not bad. I got my favorite pair of shoes, my favorite pair of pants that I put on as often as I can. Comfort's good, but sometimes in our faith, we get comfortable. We get very comfortable, and we don't want to move, and we don't want to push, and we don't want to change. We don't. I don't. I like my life. My life's pretty awesome. I'm happy. So I don't really want to do anything different. I like the friends I have. I don't want to make more. I mean, I'm happy. But, fa- but God never leaves us in one place. And so we serve and we give because these two things, more than anything else we do in our life, will change us. They'll push us. They'll pull us. They'll mess with us. They'll make, make us examine our priorities, examine how we live, examine what we do. Which is what God wants us to do. God wants us to live a life where we are, we're always allowing his spirit to search us. To say, where, oh God, do I need to grow? Where, oh God, do I need to change? Where, oh God, do I need to, in your grace, become more like you? When we give and when we serve, more so in my, in my opinion than anything else in our faith, those two things will push us. They will. They will push us. We give for that reason. We give because it's an act of worship, y'all. There's a reason why we pass the plates in worship. 
It's an act of worship. Theologically, we should put the offering after the sermon, not just to judge how good it was or not. But um, that was a joke. You can laugh. Uh, but because our offerings are an act of worship to our God. Do you understand that every, everything you see in this church, every, every, everything you see in this church, everything you see here is a tangible, touchable act of worship? Because everything we have in this place was either bought out of our tithes and offerings or it was an, something given to our church. So everything you look at here in this place, everything from the bulletins to the pulpits to the classroom to the chairs to the trash cans, they are, at, they are visible, tangible, touchable acts of worship. Because the light bulbs, the toilet paper, they were purchased by tithes and offerings are given to the church. They are acts of worship that you can see. We give because it is an act of worship. It is a way that we say thank you. It is a way we respond. It is a way our hearts lift up our eyes to God. It's holy, y'all. There's a reason why I take the plates and I lift them to the cross. Oh, y'all's plates are heavy. My hands my hand start shaking sometimes. Those are heavy plates. And I like that because it's an act of worship. Third reason we give is this. There are two theological statements that our church lives by. One is the book of discipline. Well, scripture, obviously. Uh, one's the book of discipline, which has, if you ever get bored and want to have something to read at night, go read the discipline and you will go right to sleep. Um, but in the front of the, book, front of the book of discipline, it has what's called our theological task, where it lays out the theology of what our church believes. That's one theological statement that's true to every United Methodist church out there. The second theological statement our church lives by is our budget. You want to know what we believe? You want to know who we are? Look at our budget. Our budget tells who we are. Our budget tells what we believe in. Our budget shows where our heart is. You know something I want to stop doing? I'm fixing a, a little mini sermon here. I did it at council the other night. You know one of the greatest problems with the Methodist church? is we're content just being good enough. We're content just doing okay, just being good enough. We'll never be as good or as awesome or as, as big or as whatever as fill-in-the-blank other church. No, y'all, I don't want to be just good enough. I don't want to have a children's ministry that's just good enough. I don't want to have a youth ministry that's just good enough. I don't want to have a missions ministry that's just good enough. I want to every area of our church, every ministry that we have, everything that we do, not to be adequate, but to be excellent. 
Because Jesus Christ, the sovereign God of heaven, deserves our excellence. He deserves our best. He deserves all that we are. And y'all practically, tangibly, touchably within our ministries of our church, that flows from our budget. And we cannot achieve that excellence apart from a fully formed and fleshed out budget. Our budget shows our theology. And our budget flows from our giving. Y'all, I don't want to just be good enough anymore. I don't personally, my own life, my own faith, nor for our church. I want us to be excellent. Because I know that we are an excellent people and we serve an excellent God. I did that to finance that little dog and pony show right there. Danny said, we'll challenge the church to give 30% more next year. You've got the people in place to do amazing things. Our youth ministry is growing. Our children's ministry is growing. Our worship attendance is growing. I want to give the people that work here and that serve here more fuel for the fire, y'all. I want to fan that flame to where God does amazing things. We don't give to pay the light bill. We don't give to pay apportionments. We give to change the world. We give to worship God. We give to glorify him. And that's the last reason, last point, is that we need you. There's only, there's only two compliments I ever really appreciate as a preacher. Because most of the time you all compliment me, I assume you're just being nice. One of them is this. You don't act like a preacher. Thanks. I appreciate that, I think. I think, that's, I think that's a good thing. Secondly is, Andy, you treat everybody the same. I really try to. You know why? Jesus Christ died for everybody. So everybody's equal. There are no better thans in God's kingdom. There are no lesser thans in God's kingdom. There are only children in God's kingdom. There's an equality that comes from tithing. Because 10% is 10% no matter who you are. We need everybody, y'all. There are no unimportant people in this church. There are no unimportant and unworshipful gifts in this church. Everyone matters. Every gift matters. Every offering matters. So that's why during the stewardship thing, we, season we come up with a little thing here on the front of your commitment card called the power of 10. Power of 10. Let me tell you what the power of 10 is. I, I don't ever, I don't know who gives what. I, I don't know who gives what. I never have. Um, but we're like most churches. There are large Numbers that don't give any recorded gifts to our church. So here's our challenge. If you don't give anything, if you don't give any gifts to our church, give 10 bucks a week. Just give 10 bucks a week. If you're given, give 10 more. Just give 10 more dollars a week. 
If you're close to a tithe, given 10% of your income, go ahead and push through and tithe. If you are tithing, what more can you do? That's our challenge we're making to you as a church. Because imagine, y'all, imagine, imagine what we could do here in this place if everybody buys in. Then to give you chill bumps. I mean, seriously, it does me. To think about, to think about if this church was united, to think about if this church united in its passion, in its heart, in its gifts, in its giving, in its ministry. I'm, seriously, y'all, imagine what we could do for the kingdom. Because that's what it's about. Ultimately, all of this, from our giving to our service to all of this, it's got nothing to do with us. It's all about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Imagine, imagine what we could do when we lift high the cross. Imagine what we can do when we renew our vision. Imagine what we can do when we renew our passion. Imagine what we can do, what God can do through us when we all fully commit to make that difference for the kingdom. Y'all, that's exciting. But it's going to take all of us. It's going to take every one of us. But imagine... Imagine what can happen. You know one of, the worst, one of the worst things the devil does to us? Is he makes us think that imagination is only for children. I don't want to ever stop dreaming. I don't ever want to stop imagining what God can do here. So we're not, we're not asking you to turn these in today. I want you to do something kind of crazy. I'm going to go like an old crazy preacher man here. I want you to pray about it. I want you to go home and pray about this. See where it is, God's, how God's calling you to live and how God's calling you to act. And on the last Sunday of this month, we're going to have a time to turn these in along with our, along with our commitment cards for service. And where God's calling us to. Y'all, I truly believe here at St. Matthew's, our best days are yet to come. Imagine what we can do when we live together under the cause of Christ for his kingdom. Imagine what's going to happen here. Let's pray.